you, uh, I don't know. If you Should I call Jocko, yeah. Marcus? Yeah. <laughs> do they know how to do turning sidekicks? Because that could solve a lot of their problems. <laughs> Everything that Joe Rogan says can be, have you tried jujitsu? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, Joe Rogan, you're 50 and you repeated, you have the best medical care you can buy and you're, all your joints are broken. Maybe doing fucking insane amounts of GHG and jujitsu every day isn't yeah. that good for you. Essentially, his answer to everything is like, have you tried being more like me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite is like all the police brutality. Apparently, the answer is to turn them all into black belts in jujitsu. That's the answer. <laughs> like literally, that's what he <laughs> dude. What if the what yeah, if let's the protesters choke. start training? It's an arms race of jujitsu. Yeah. Yeah. All the jujitsu schools are just jam packed with either racist white cops or BLM people. Joe Rogan's like a knee is not an effective choke. <laughs> Please tell me the record yeah. is on. Huh? Is this recording? Every yeah. riot uh -huh. just ends up with okay. everybody yes. writhing on the ground. <laughs> I'm going to play the intro. Play it. Play it. Philosopher's Stone podcast. We are joined uh, in studio and across the country by the wonderful and the, and of course, uh, as always, the interrupter by the wonderful Jordan Strauss, <laughs> yep. the intellectual Titan Sam Laboon, and the interrupter Kyle Vesner. Yep. Yeah, what's How's up, it? what's up, Muggles? Sam, do you feel comfortable <laughs> with that title, the <laughs> intellectual Titan, the Juggernaut? <laughs> That's uh, a lot to live up to. But. <laughs> yeah, he sounds confident like one. You're the only one that's finished uh, school here, Sam. It's all about downplaying your strengths. That's true. So they look better. That's, that's why I did it to him. <laughs> it's a strategy. Okay. Caleb, best chess player in North America. False. <laughs> Hikaru Nakamura or Caruana. Okay. Um, <laughs> they don't sound North American. Yeah. <laughs> First of all, those two guys live in a North Korean prison camp, and they just happen to have internet access. One of them is Italian. <laughs> oh, really? <clears throat> um. Anyways, yeah. Welcome to uh, Crosscast, where we're trying to I don't know prom promote intellectual discussion across different um spectrums of thought <laughs> is that what we're doing okay i, I wasn't aware <laughs> that we had that tall like, of an hey, order. first of all i didn't understand that sentence <laughs> no i need you to break down half those words did we lose phonetically sam, sam! already look at Maybe that look on his staring contest me and you sam oh man look at that eel okay well jordan you're gonna have to carry the title of intellectual titan okay until we get no, no, sam no, i'm here i had to turn my video off my internet's really slow oh. fair enough oh, yeah. well okay. me and sam never do it with video it's all just we uh, don't just need stare it stare at the ceiling we're not recording the video yeah i do like to see that man's emaciated face how far did you run today <laughs> sam <laughs> i ran uh, i did an 18k run today that's super fucked up pretty, <laughs> should pretty I, tired should i turn off my video might as well going to you I so got up at noon. So you're Sam. downloading less. <laughs> <laughs> well, we were we were talking pre-pod. You guys didn't have a name for your fans, for your no, listeners. No, we don't actually. How about uh, how about Muggles? Muggles, maybe. 
It's not bad. <laughs> I don't know anything about Harry Potter. Because they funny, well, they don't know yet. They're yeah. not. They're not a wizard yet, yeah, right? It's true. It's true. Yeah. Until Me they listen Sam to the, are the Are the wizards? I'd Sam. say Sam's the wizard. You're a muggle, yeah. also. Uh, Sam is. Uh... <laughs> yeah, you suck. <laughs> this is an intellectual podcast that we're both. Uh, Sam is old door, and I'm just dumb. <laughs> <laughs> Get it, Dumbledore? Yeah, I got it. Kyle's I looking. did not get it. <laughs> uh, so, so any, yeah, I. The point of this podcast is to kind of like do a thing where we're talking about the Bible slash philosophers, and the theme this week is Jesus versus Buddha versus Socrates. And before we get into it, <laughs> fight <versus> right. <laughs> the four- epic rap battles of history. <laughs> Basically, yeah. Epic stage battles Except, of, except of this is going to be fucking wicked smart. Yeah. So before we get into it, though, I wanted to just say to your fans, uh, hello, my name's Caleb. I'm the Lord of Hosts. My co-host here, Kyle, is the Interrupter, and we do the Bible Beater podcast where every week we read the Bible. Uh, the reason I do this podcast is because I grew up in church, and uh, I asked questions of a lot of people, pastors, people smarter than me, and they would give me dumb answers, and then they would say it's in the Bible. Then I said... Why does anybody respect the Bible? So my premise was I'm going to read the entire Bible and expose how dumb it is to the entire world. And that's exactly what he's been doing. Page what a, for page. What a tall order, Word though. for word. I'm going to change the world. Not really. <laughs> but I'm at least going to be the first guy. Literally, I'm the first guy to read it, the whole thing and make fun of the this whole is, thing. Yeah, that's Kyle, never happened Think for about sure. what yeah. the phrase change the world means, really. I can change the world by fucking kicking this over. It's changed now, right? You can unplug so the computer. It depends what degree of change well, you want. Well, <laughs> well Caleb, Caleb set out. To significantly change the dynamic in which people appreciate the Bible. And what he accomplished was pissing off his relationship with his parents. Well, he did change change the relationship. He he did affect a lot of change, but only to his life. Lots of people that listen to this podcast appreciate it. I know that. And uh, that's what we get for arguing with philosophers. They're going to just give us non-answers like that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I thought it was pretty good. <laughs> what do you what like describe your podcast in a in a word in a paragraph? Well, honestly, we kind of borrowed your guys' model, where one person's the one that's in the know about the subject, and the other person is absolutely out of like has no fucking. I'm idea. sure we didn't create that either. No, but <laughs> this is what that's the we took it from you, your model, anyways. So Sam is the one. He has two philosophy degrees. Is that correct, Sam? <clears throat> Uh, yeah, that's right. You gainfully a employed bachelor's and an MA. Yeah, masters. I have no degrees in anything. Uh, I work with my hands, so my brain <laughs> doesn't really do much during the day. So <laughs> Sam, <laughs> the premise is really Sam will take me through a concept of philosophy and see if he can like dumb it down enough for me to have some sort of uh, moment of enlightenment, which sometimes does happen. What is uh, what is the pursuit of those two degrees allow you to do? He's a landscaper. Well, <laughs> <laughs> is it like PhD and then teach it? Is it well, one of those I, things I where you're just know. stuck in a school um, loop for the rest of your life? Well, that's where philosophers no, you belong. Get, well, yeah, like traditionally, I would say if you get a master's in philosophy, the next step is the PhD. But it was just like there's too much uncertainty in academia about like getting a PhD and like whether or not you're going to actually end up teaching at a school you want to teach at and whether you're going to be a professor or like a contract instructor just getting shit pay and living in a basement. Fair enough. But think of the pussy, though. (laughs) (laughs) 
Hey, David oh, Hume, yeah. he got all that puss <laughs> back then, remember? Dude, isn't the whole point of being a philosopher so you can manipulate people to think you're smarter than you are? That is the whole that, point. That's the whole yeah. point, right? No. I don't know. Jesus Christ, Sam, advantage. please address this man. <laughs> what do you want me to say? What do you want me to say? He just said the point of philosophy yeah. is to pick up tr- trick people into joking. thinking you're smarter <laughs> than them. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Um well, one of the philosophers we're going to be talking about today, uh, Socrates, he would say that the point of philosophy is wisdom and that that is valuable in itself, regardless of how much pussy you get. <laughs> His Hell exact yeah. words. I'm glad he still acknowledged that pussy was a... <laughs> the unexamined life is not worth living. Isn't that what he said, Sam? Uh, it's attributed to him. I don't know if he actually said it or well, not. Well, Plato said he said it, so he said it. <laughs> I have I have no verification for this, but why do I assume that a lot of philosophers blow their brains out at some point? Because that's Nirvana. <laughs> yeah. When you get it, when yeah. you finally get it, that nothing can be changed or helped, blow your brains that's out. That's Nirvana. That's what that's I. That's a nice nursery rhyme. Yeah. <laughs> Realize when nothing can be changed or helped. Blow your brains out. Good night. <laughs> Dude, it was almost a serial commercial in the eighties. <laughs> I just wanted to add, while we're still in the introductory phase, that I am actually a huge fan of your podcast, and I listen to all of them. And your last episode on Taoism, probably, I don't know, is the funniest I've, hardest I've laughed in my car by myself this month. That's a hell of a compliment. And also, it's funny because I feel like we made the least ground, (laughs) like, intellectually, that podcast. Oh my god, that, that stuff is like, you just can't get into it. It's so fucking complicated. Is it that complicated, or is it just so ridiculous that it's like, you wouldn't understand, man? It seems to me uh, yeah, like... I don't know. It, it seems more like it's just a totally different worldview, and if you aren't brought up in it... Who is a great really Taoist? For the dummies uh, out there, what the hell is Taoism? That's the thing. You can't explain it. <laughs> that's the whole, Are you fucking po- with the me? whole podcast. Explain it to Kyle. Big... The... Jordan, Dow explain me... it to okay, Kyle. This is... Okay, Sam, please don't be mad at me for this, but... <laughs> <laughs> So Tao means the way. Z. There's ways. A Tao is a way. This and sounds a, w- a little Chinese. It is Chinese. Okay. Uh, a Tao is a way, but there's you can Tao a Tao. See, this is what I think the problem is. I think they yeah. need more than one fucking word. So Tao's in thing. three dimensions. The Tao is like to drive a car is a Tao, but the your speed. In what way is it a Tao? That's a great question. Just overall? Everything's a Tao. The way you're sitting on that chair is a Tao. So it's a But the way you're like holding yourself in the chair, like say sitting down is a so Tao. Did I But to Tao the Tao of sitting is the way you sit. So you're si- Did do I you da- see where we're, do you see what's happening no, here? No, but I think I got it. Did I <laughs> you got it all my- <laughs> did I- Me. You got it already. <laughs> did I did I Tao all over my stomach this morning? Yes. So that's a Tao. Yeah. <laughs> right on. And you Daoed your Tao on some Tao probably. Mm-hmm. And that, in their world, so makes far. sense. It's a valid statement. But that is not what we're here to talk about today. Too. No, we're gonna leave. Fuck. We're going to leave Taoism behind. <laughs> we are here today to talk about three of the great sages of all time. Socrates, the Buddha, and the Christ. And to explore the differences and similarities between them and maybe... What did you call them? The three what? Three sages of the Great apocalypse. sages. Mm. Aren't two of them effectively gods? No, Buddha, I don't think Buddha's uh, considered a god. I don't know much about He's Buddha worshipped either. in statues. But he's not, I don't think he's considered a god. I don't know. I, th- I think this makes a natural transition. Sam, why don't you mm. introduce us to the Buddha and maybe a little bit of his life story and what he believes. Right. Uh, the Buddha 
uh, he goes by like they think his real name was uh, Greg Atama. Greg they... Atama. Is it like Jesus? Is it actually verified, or is it like Jesus, where it's just kind of speculated and upon whether there's a no, real it's, person? It's, it's similar to both Jesus and Socrates in that we there's no like written record of anything the Buddha said. It's all records of people God, saying this so is shady. what the Buddha said. Yes, that's the that's a very I love that you pointed that out right away neither none of these people we it's everything we know about all three of these people is what people said that they said yeah the most important sages of our time didn't bother picking up a fucking pencil i assume socrates wrote all this shit down plato wrote it all down aren't they this like one they're like batman and plato wayne those two no plato was a student of socrates but we're talking Uh. about the buddha's yeah. So that seems uh, pretty accurate that if his student wrote down all the shit he's saying. Yeah. Worst case scenario, it's his student's words. Okay, but it's not his own words. What it, does it matter? Imagine I was writing what Kyle said on a podcast, yeah. the, the amount of <clears throat> fairness you'd get. Also, you'd zone out and be like, fuck, I didn't listen to the last 10 minutes, and then you just kind of freestyle. Like, <laughs> I kind of, I'm guessing this is what he said based on what he's saying now. <laughs> That's why it's complicated. Just shit Fair enough. <laughs> Um, so yeah, the Buddha, he was around, they think he was around 450 BC because the records don't, they don't mention him before that. Um, but yeah, so it's thought that he was this Guatama. I think the legend is that he was a priest or no, sorry, not a priest, a prince. He was like a wealthy worldly person, you know, lots of, lots of money, lots of wealth. And, uh, but he was dissatisfied with life. And, uh, so he left his like rich family's palace and went on a journey and uh, in the course of his journey, he sat under a tree, and he sat under that tree for so long that he eventually realized the Four Noble Truths and became enlightened. What are the Four Noble Truths, Sam? Ah, the Four Noble Truths of Buddhism. Number one, there is suffering. Number two, there is the origination of suffering. Number three, there is the cessation of suffering. And finally, number four, there is the path. To the cessation that sounds like blowing your brains out is yeah. the way to go you <laughs> also, realize there's suffering you realize what causes it blow your brains out cessation and that's the path also how many times in history has sitting under under a tree like led to some like profound enlightenment like isaac newton that's why i don't believe any of it you know it well, seems you like sat a under any trees have you huh you you <laughs> You need to spend more time sitting under trees to, to get Sp- that shit. Does it matter what kind? Is it, does it, is it the same if an orange falls on my head versus Ficus. an apple? Yeah. <laughs> if a pine cone lands in your head, you essentially become a serial killer immediately. So avoid avoid pine trees. Yeah. Apples, I think, are the best. They're biblical, right? The fruit and the... Adam and Eve were under a tree. Was they that an apple, though? Mm-hmm. Jesus sat under a fig tree. It didn't give him figs. He rebuked it. It withered and died. So I mean, it seems oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> it seems one of those things that makes has significance in lore. So they just add it to their own story. Dude, that's you know? like a toddler tantrum. Give me figs. I don't have any. I know. Fuck you. I'm the, I'm the god of the universe. I'm Kyle, though. To your point, um, it it is a trope. And that's probably true. But also, there wasn't many chairs in the old world. People sat under mm. trees all the time. That's yeah. like a place to go That's where think. you did your thinking in yeah. the shade. Yeah, seriously. I get it, yeah. Buddha would even say that chairs are not even real. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Why? I'm curious. <laughs> okay. Well, so there's some thought that Buddhism... Okay, maybe... maybe uh, so there's this idea in Buddhism that um, there are some things that are like ultimately true, and then there are some things that we just conventionally have true as useful fictions 
And so a famous example of this is a chariot. So there's like this old Buddhist legend that um, a Buddhist went into the, the court of like a Greek ruler and uh, the ruler said, um, and the guy asked the ruler, like, how do you get around? And he said, in a chariot. And the Buddhist priest explained to him that there's no such thing as chariots. There's just a collection of parts that are sort of put together. And we conveniently call it a chariot. But really, it's just the parts. There's nothing over and did above that, the parts. Did that, that same exists. king run him over in a chariot? Yeah. Oh, ooh, look at all these parts killed you. <laughs> <laughs> also, do you have to take that to, like, the atomic level? Yeah. Yeah, it's metal's fully, not uh, aluminum's not really aluminum. It's actually I don't know why that these atoms are that that perspective is useful in any way. Like, why would well, he bother it? Like, like, like also, Kyle said, like, when does that end? Did they have microscopes? Did they under understand chemical bonds? You know what I mean? So, no, but they they thought well, okay, well, it's supposed to be useful because the whole basis of Buddhist teaching is about the the second noble truth, the origination of suffering. And he thought the origination of suffering comes from the fact that we believe that we have a self that persists over time. And he said there's no such thing as a, a self would they that say, persists over time. Would they say animals don't suffer because they're not they don't they're not reflective like That's human beings? That's true. I'm gonna keep fucking chickens. Ooh, interesting. Yeah, that could be a consequence of it, because they're not sentient. Yeah. That's kind of what it sounds um, like. So are but, all animals so, enlightened because they don't know who they are? Um no, I don't think so because they they still that. have feelings. I would, like yeah, I've, have you, if my so dog's enlightened and he's licking his own asshole, I'm thinking of like a quail. Let's I mean, have you ever it's, seen it's, anything? Feeling the rocks fly by its head, but it's not moving because it's just it's so zen. It's like I am the universe. Why were there rocks flying? Because <laughs> <laughs> Jordan's throwing rocks at it, dude. Bukaku, kukuku. Um. Okay, but. So there's four, so like just like a, a chariot is just like a collection of parts. Human beings are just a collection of five, he called them the five skandhas. So number one, you have your body, form. Number two, you have feeling. So these are things you feel in your body, pain, pain pleasure, hunger, stuff like that. Number third is your perception. So you have, you can smell things, see things, feel things, touch things. Number four is the mental formation. So all of your thoughts and concepts. And then number five is consciousness, which is your awareness of the other four of them. And so these he, are all there is to you. Did and there is nothing that unifies them into one self. Did he explain consciousness any further? Um, I don't think so. That would have it's been just your awareness. Quite convenient. Your skandhas. If he could explain how that works for us. My skandhas. So wait, what? the first one was well, your, your feeling in like, your body? Um, I'm just trying to run through these again. Yeah. Number one, you're feeling like, like your body, right? Okay. Tell me. Tell me I'm right. It's number one is your body, your form. Yes. Number two is your perceptions of taste, smells, yeah. feelings. Ah, oh, I've lost okay, it. Well, I, <laughs> I kind of take issue. But I can explain it better. I can explain it better. Okay. This is this is actually a modern philosophy as well. It's called the bundle theory, and it's. Can we had that theory in our last podcast. <laughs> I haven't listened to that one yet. How many sticks do you have to gather before it becomes a faggot? <laughs> <laughs> the bundle theory. That's what it is. Right? So basically, what are you? You're a causal series of psychophysical events. Right? What? So like, causal series of psychophysical All you are is you're just a bunch of perceptions that happen one after another. 
and like maybe one causes the next one and so on. But you're just a bundle of these perceptions. If you try and find I always knew the you were self a bundle. in anything, you, you can't find it. Like other people's perceptions of you? No, no, no. Um, your perceptions. What right? you're so perceiving? You perceive, you perceive that you're thinking this, that you're feeling that, that you're seeing this, that you have this body. And then that changes. Like from moment to moment, it's constantly changing. And there's nothing that unifies it into one thing that you can point to and say, ah, that's me. And it was me now, and it was me then, and it's going to be me tomorrow. The same me. It's not the same you. It's always changing. That's. I feel like that rings true to me. Yeah. This is uh, interesting because I was, Verge was watching this documentary about Ram Dass last night, and it, the whole <laughs> thing opened up with that exact concept where there is no such thing as yourself. So does Buddha yeah. believe in free will or no? Um, hmm, That's a good question. I do not know if he wrote anything strictly about like free will or determinism. Well, he didn't but write he anything. Does seem... Oh, yeah, he didn't write anything. Good point. But uh, it is sort of thought that it's possible that if you can realize that you don't have a self, if you can come to this realization that you are, don't have a self and therefore nothing, there's no one thing that suffers, there's no unified thing that suffers, then you'll stop suffering and you'll escape from <clears throat> the cycle of rebirth of endless rebirth and you'll be in nirvana why oh. is suffering the linchpin of all these major religions because everybody wants to avoid that's the and is it directly related to manipulating <laughs> man kyle people you... who are fucked up <laughs> <laughs> that would that's an interesting view it is it is a unifying thing and it might be because it's the best way to get followers is just to tell people how they can stop suffering like it's hard to go up to someone who has everything and is happy and go, you should do it my way. That's mm. hilarious because you kind of just proved your point that I made fun of you for like five mm. minutes ago. Like, yeah, they're all just trying to trick people into thinking they're smart, right? Mm -hmm. And then Sam's like, actually, yeah, that's probably it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if it works, then hey, it's great. People can stop suffering. Um, um, sorry. But, well, yeah, Buddha's, Buddha, he taught, he taught this to everybody, not just Joe Schmo, but to all the the elite monks they all got the same spiel so all right let's leave buddhism there for now and come back to it i just wanted to get all three uh, or buddha there and come back to him um i guess i'll introduce socrates as far as i can understand it please correct me when i am wrong <laughs> which will probably be off and as far as i can understand it socrates was born roughly about the same time maybe a few years before the buddha and he's from the town of Athens in Greece, which was going Greece, which was going through a golden age. It was the best place to live. A lot of people were going there because mm -hmm. fucking Athens kicked ass. There's all the tiny penis statues. Yeah, yeah. and they had going to be huge there. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen their statues? Yeah, man, dude. Oh, I can't wait. I'm just gonna stand just... next to statues all day and be like, look at mine, look at his. Same reason why I booked a trip to Japan. Not only is mine bigger, but it moves. <laughs> <laughs> So amongst the tiny penises, Socrates, um, they there was um, it, the place was so successful that a lot of people didn't have to work for a living, so to speak. As in, there was people that with enough time just to think all day. Well, Sam says that's because they had slaves. Yes, of course oh, yeah. it is. Nice. I mean, not nice, but like you know, free time's nice. <laughs> nice. It's pretty sweet. Uh, so from that, I don't know environment, <laughs> so Socrates. Uh, he kind of, he was an unkempt, disgusting person who didn't bathe. <laughs> he walked around barefoot and basically uh, kind of Kyle Vessnered everybody. Just basically said, 
How the fuck do you know what you know, asshole? Basically, there was a bunch of people that thought they knew everything, and Socrates just questioned them until they were like, I don't know! Everybody was mad at Socrates. They're always like, fuck, Socrates coming. We're like, we're just trying to have a beer and just, you know, talk about nothing. And here comes Socrates. Yeah, he was just accost accost people on the street and be like, oh, sorry, can you please help me? I don't understand justice. And they would say, you know, can you can you explain justice? And whatever they said, he would just ask them questions till they fucked they fucked off or probably hit him. I bet you he got his ass kicked a few times oh, for sure. What Fuck do you, off, Ortiz. Maybe that's why he didn't <laughs> bathe. It was like a defense mechanism. Who wants to punch a guy that hasn't showered in like but, two months? <laughs> his hair just a bunch of dust and insects come flying. You out punch of it. him, you just stick to him. <laughs> like, this wasn't worth it. Now you're my friend. <laughs> and now you're in the trap. His great yeah. contribution, if I'm not mistaken, was in all of this questioning, he made all the other philosophers around him better because they had to explain past his questions. Is that somewhat true, Sam? Yeah, I'd say that's very true. The Socratic method. And eventually, he pissed enough people off that at the age of 70, the whole town put him on trial and said, this guy's isn't annoying as fuck. What should we do about it? And they, and so I get why Caleb now said I was like him, because he wants to put me on trial. <laughs> hey, you're not going to make it to 70, dude. Yeah. You're going to be 45. Then, We're going to be night locking into your, fucking, <laughs> into your hay, y'all. The reason, the reason I, I said you're like him is because you're the best nitpicker I know. You know, he'd just ask, like, whatever you say, he'd find a way to, like, make you backtrack what you said. You're the best at that. I, and it drives it. me nuts. When I when I say these negative things about you, it's because you're in my head. That sounds positive and to I me, have, to be I, honest. I personally have witnessed him do this to strangers at parties to the point where they're like, who the fuck are you? Get out of here. <laughs> yeah, welcome to my domain. So, so they put him on trial, and instead of defending the charge with, of corrupting the youth, he basically calls the whole town a bunch of, like, ingrateful bastards. He says, <laughs> you should thank me for all these questions I asked. Yeah. And then he's found guilty. <clears throat> and then they're like, in, the, in their method of justice, they would ask, what the punishment do you think should be? Mm-hmm. And he said, my punishment should be free meals for life paid for by the state because I gave you all this information Fuck you, you're welcome. And then they totally Kyle, man. And then and then and then <laughs> and then, then then not only did they so um then they had a vote and not only did they not vote to give him free meals for life, they voted for the death penalty, and more people voted for the death penalty than for people that found him guilty in the first place. As in he switched over people that were on his side to kill him. And wow. then he and then he died a noble fucking philosopher's death and said, You guys are all scared to death. I it's it ain't shit like you don't he was so i think he was the first one to say you bitches ain't shit yeah well he he was so like um you i i I don't know what i don't know that how do you know death's bad none of you know that death is bad you can't prove it and i'm not scared of it okay but on the same time i can understand how annoying would be if someone brought all questions and no (laughs) answers to the table it's like you fucking answer it buddy (laughs) i get it but I, I respect, I don't know, I respect the man, and I respect the, his uh, sage's philosopher's death. Mm-hmm. And, like, I'm not scared of death. Yeah. You don't know how bad it is. I'm, and then he ate the poison yeah. in front of his friends and died. Did I get that mostly right, Sam? That's exactly right. Um, there's an interesting uh, nice. dialogue called Crito, where it's uh, Socrates is in prison, and his, a rich friend of his named Crito comes and visits him and offers him a way to escape from prison and Socrates turns it down because that would be like a, it would be dishonorable to flee the city that he loves so much. 
Wow. Even though the city's killing him. And yeah. In his mind, unjustly. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. seems like a weird stand to take. To him, it's like, if I choose to escape, that's admitting that I was wrong, essentially. Yeah, well, it would go against like everything that he taught, which is like, death isn't something that you should fear. Oh, um, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. What a badass. Um, so I, That was kind of his life. I don't know much, or I'm not very good at explaining his beliefs. What would you say are the core tenant beliefs of Socrates, Sam? Oh my god. Um, well, he, I, I think either he or Plato, I, I'm not sure, but they, they did seem to believe in reincarnation. Um, so he did think that you didn't really die, you sort of came back in some form after death. Okay, Don't so that last bit any... wasn't as badass as I thought. Though. Yeah, he's just... <laughs> he's like, I'll be back tomorrow, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> um, his main main thought, or I, my favorite like uh, way to sum him up is he, he is attributed as saying... And his teaching reflects this, that there is only one good, which is knowledge, and one evil, which is ignorance. Me and Kyle, the yin and the yang. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) (laughs) I'm the king of darkness. You decide which is which. (laughs) Um, Uh, I live in the shadows. I was born in it. <laughs> if you have nothing, you merely adopted the darkness. <laughs> You're born in the dark. You are in the dark on most things. If you have nothing more to add, I'd, I'll introduce Jesus. Now, Jesus is the most pretentious of these fucking assholes. <laughs> to you? No, he in fact he in fact is because. Um, his backstory. So both of those guys, Buddha and Socrates, were just men who, you know, figured some shit out and tried to tell people about it and said, hey, take it or leave it. This is a pretty good way to live your life. I think I'm on to something. And the fact that 2000 some year plus years later, people still talk about it means that they probably were. Now, Jesus, um, quick life story of Jesus. His dad, uh, I mean him, uh, he's his own dad fucked his mom and what about uncle joseph oh he wasn't in the picture how uh, how quickly did joseph just leave the story of the bible after jesus got <laughs> born like you don't hear about him and I mean, jesus he got cucked no, pretty quickly no. hanging out joseph joseph and mary go visit him at the temple jesus as a young boy okay so this i'll get there okay so jesus is born virgin birth bunch of horse shit not true and <laughs> do we know that for sure? No, we don't know. Okay, so don't the- know anything for sure. Have you not been listening to Socrates? <laughs> <laughs> so he's a boy, anyways. Um, he's you know raised by the age of fifteen. He gets lost, and his parents go looking for him, and he's found in the temple teaching the teachers how what the Bible says. Basically, he's this like boy boy genius yeah. prodigy. He develops a large following. Um, where he does so miracles, to, heals people, sorry. and eventually uh, he just he tells everybody to love each other. All this stuff sounds nice, and actually most of the things that are attributed to him sound nice, but he is the only one to claim to be the son of God, divine himself, mm. and he gets put on trial at the end of his life for basically the same thing as Socrates. Very, a lot of parallels there. Yeah. And um, I'll just read this passage from the Bible real quick. Did Socrates get a cool necklace too? or What do you mean? Like the, the thing you got killed on. Yeah. The little, like a little hemlock leaf or whatever. Wait, do you yeah, see that'd anybody be, wearing those? That'd be no, dope. We could start it. Yeah. <laughs> what is that? Oh, Socrates. It's, it's kind hem- of an asshole. It's but hemlock, don't good. worry about it. <laughs> Why don't you read a little, dude? It's actually really good if you want to try some. <laughs> 
So this is uh, from Matthew 26, uh, verse 59. The chief of priests and the whole Sanhedrin were looking for false evidence against Jesus so they could put him to death, but they did not find any, though many false witnesses came forward. Finally, two came forward and declared, This fellow said, I am able to destroy the temple of God and rebuild it in three days. Then the high priest stood up and said to Jesus, Are you not going to answer? What is this testimony the men are bringing against you, but Jesus remained silent. So basically, we have a very propagandized version of the thing. False witnesses bringing false testimony, and Jesus doesn't answer himself. They kill him. He supposedly rises from the dead, shows himself to all of his friends, not the rest of Jerusalem, and ascends to heaven. Right? He doesn't mm -hmm. die. Both the Buddha and the Socrates died. A question for the apocalypse, right? <clears throat> Jesus comes back. Yeah. But the Jews don't believe he was here in the first place. That's why he killed him. Well, the Messiah comes back. Oh. So they would say if the Messiah came now, that would be the original. <laughs> and Christians would say that would be the return. So the Jews right. think it's happening for the first time. But yeah, I just want to yeah, point yeah, out yeah, yeah. what a self-aggrandizing self cunt Jesus was. <laughs> that, was a cunt, that was a cunty sentence. For saying he's the... Both the other guys relied on their ideas. Jesus relies on the best marketing pitch ever. Hey, you don't really have to do anything but just say, hey, I like the guy, and my dad's the boss of the entire universe. That's his whole pitch. He appeals to authority and tells people what they want to hear. You know what? A lot of a lot of cult leaders in more recent history do the same thing. They have like some nice, insightful thoughts that people are like, yeah, I can grab onto that. And he's like, yeah, come follow me around. And then eventually they're like, he, they... They essentially work their way around to, you know, guys, I'm actually like the top spiritual <laughs> being in existence. And then they so, fuck everyone's yeah. wife for some reason. <laughs> so you might as well all get on this D. Jesus did not fall into that trap. Famously celibate. See, that's no, hard. I don't know. That's... Have you seen the Da Vinci Code? Pretty convincing. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus plowed some ass? <laughs> it could be true he was Man, asexual, which is why he had so much time to think about stuff. <laughs> Yeah, maybe he's maybe he's getting some D on the down low. Some D, yeah. Yeah. That will be that will be what modern Christianity is like in a hundred years. He was a trans <laughs> trans <laughs> trans woman. That's why he was nailed to a T, dude. Yeah. <laughs> T's for trans. Sam, how uh how significant do uh philosophers consider Jesus' teachings, if at all? Very good question. Related to everyone um, else's. Well, it's in pretty interesting, actually, because like we're looking at all three of these guys, uh, Socrates, Jesus and Buddha. Mm -hmm. And they I forget what the term is, but they are all um, they're I think they're considered they're the same type of like great thinker who shows up and completely upends the philosophical religious tradition of their society. Right. Like Buddha showed up, upended a lot of Hindu teachings. Mm -hmm. Jesus showed up, upended all the Jewish teachings. Socrates showed up, upended almost all the Greek philosophy of the day. And they all like have like a similar sort of thing. And Socrates even says like the same thing at some point that Jesus said, which is sort of like the golden rule of um, do unto others how you would have them like do unto you. The so that's a good one. There's significant similarities between the, them. The difference, not just in their so, lives, but in their teaching. The difference I would say between uh, the three is that both Buddha and Socrates relied on their ideas, and Jesus relied on his appeal to authority. As in, my dad's the boss. Watch me, you know, watch me spit in this blind guy's eyes. 
<laughs> I love how that's the fucking cure for blindness is rubbing mud in his eyes. Spit mud. <laughs> Spit mud. He's like, oh, I can see, but there's fucking mud in my eyes now. <laughs> <laughs> Could you not okay, have thought he... of a different way? Maybe just spit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, the rocks exfoliate the blindness. Oh, you just got some shit. If stuck there's any to your blind eye. ladies out there, I think I got the cure. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus had the weirdest like limits to his power. Like the whole fig tree, like he can wither it to death, but he can't make it pop out a couple of figs. Like <laughs> what the fuck? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Kyle's always hung up on the miracles of the Bible. I'm they like, suck. <laughs> like, they're good for their time, maybe, but they're so bad. They don't hold up. We just talked about like, a... like street magic had better tricks. <laughs> David Blaine. Yeah, David Blaine versus Jesus. That would be a good one. <laughs> Levitate. Does Jesus get to go to the hood? Because those are the best reactions. <laughs> Jesus is walking on water. Chris Angels is driving a quad off of a cliff and appearing in a cage. Dude, that was the worst thing I've ever seen. You saw that too? Fuck. To be be fair to Jesus, how much do we actually know about what he thought and how much was just words put into his mouth by the council of Nicaea? Yeah, you're uh, you're very you make a lot of good points, which is why I don't. Uh, the Bible is basically a useless document if you're looking for any sort of historical information. What what is this a Nicaea event? Sam, take the reins. Uh, so th- this was uh, this is after Constantine made Christianity like the national religion of Rome, of the Roman Empire or whatever state call religion. It. And they had to the state religion, yeah, and they had to. Uh, he wanted it to be like a single unified church with the same teaching. And so all the different Christian sects had to get together and like hash out one document to represent um, Christianity. And so tons of so some stuff got obviously got, stuff got yeah. added. So, so it was a political it's strategy. Like, we're throwing out yeah. this, we're keeping that, we're throwing out this, and the one sex like, but that's our favorite part. And like, well, you Which is what off. Christians do to this day. Yeah, they yeah, maintain yeah. the tradition. Yeah, yeah. It's funny. <laughs> yeah. You think of you got to think of the Bible as a buffet of ideas, and you take what you want, and you leave what you don't. <laughs> That's okay. a really good fucking metaphor. <laughs> That's good. The same thing happened to Buddha as well. After his death, everyone is like arguing and disagreeing about like what the Buddha actually thought, and that's why sometimes you get Buddhist on Buddhist violence because they have different schools. That's such a they disagree about what Buddha, Buddha said. versus Buddha yeah, that is a war. Like, what are, their, and, uh, what are their Jesus weapons? Not that bad. Their, they just rub their bellies together. Consider <laughs> them the authority. So, and so, like, it all sort of goes back to them. You can't really question what they said. Um, can you repeat that, please? Yeah. Sam, can you repeat that, please? Everyone kind of talked at once. I I missed it. Um. No. <laughs> so Buddha died, and the Buddhists fought about what they were fighting about, or about his teachings. And then you said something, and I didn't. I missed it. Um, the Buddhists fight. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, Buddha. This is a similarity. Another similarity between Buddha and Jesus is that a lot of their followers listen to them because they have the authority. Buddha has the authority as the enlightened one. Jesus has Jesus has the authority as the Son of God, like you were mm-hmm. saying. So they they have the authority, and you can't really question their teachings, did, which is not did Buddha acceptable. Self proclaim him? Did he proclaim himself enlightened, or did uh, how did he how did he get the title of enlightened one? No, he definitely um, 
proclaimed that he was enlightened. Okay, he's a bit because of a douche. It's the same thing. He's a bit of a douche. Yeah. Is it true that there was a point where Buddha like exploded into a bunch of lotus petals, or did I dream that? Someone, I remember someone talking about that at some point. Or like, did Buddha? How did he die? What was his death like? Was it like a significant well, event, or did he die alone because of his significant weight gain? Just, I think just diabetes. Is, yeah. <laughs> He's sitting under this tree. He's like, there is no self. It's like, you're like seven selves, man. <laughs> I don't. Well, I think when you go, I don't know for sure, but I think the idea is that when you get into nirvana, you don't die, but you remove yourself from the endless cycle of death and rebirth somehow. That sounds like being dead, and it sounds awesome. It does sound awesome. The Some eternal sort of transcendence. But you're conscious there, right? Theoretically. <laughs> Well, uh, is, so. isn't death in their uh, belief is when you die is when you stop. It's just you forgetting that you were uh, that you had an individuality. So like ego death. Yeah. Like you stop think it's death is just you completely letting go of the idea of you being a one person. Something like that. Well, talking about death is like here. the, the <laughs> death is like the end of your skandhas and then based on your karma that you accumulated in life like your your actions say those in english that... words <laughs> okay so when you die I, when you die in buddhism what what dies well your form dies your perception cease your feelings cease your mental formation cease your consciousness maybe ceases your memory is gone hopefully and then based on your karma, so this is your sort of the moral actions, the moral balance of your life, like the good and the bad that you did. Based on that, you will then enjoy the fruit of that karma in your next life. So if you were a very good person, you will enjoy the fruit of being a very good person in your next life. You'll be reborn to a higher level. That's sort of the idea of Hinduism. So, does... <clears throat> so that's why Hinduism thinks that if you're born poor, well, you, maybe you did something to deserve that in a previous life. <laughs> Oh hell That's yeah, dude! Terrible man. That rules, dude. <laughs> the fucking duality of man. <laughs> this kid's going. That rules. This kid, that. I'm side with Jordan. Honestly, the, how does that rule? Because I was born in Canada, therefore I'm awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I must have fucking been amazing. I was the shit in my last and life. And now you get to be a dick for this life. <laughs> yeah, right? Be poor, do good, Dude, come back, be an asshole. By that same logic, <laughs> you're going to be born in the gutters of India yeah. next time. Yeah, but, but he's going to be such a nice dude. I'll make the best of it, you know? I did it once, I could do it again. <laughs> Obviously, I crushed well, it last it. time. <laughs> That's so funny. That's good stuff. Um, of the three, this is an open question to everybody here. Of the three, I guess, of the three teachings, which one, I don't know, is the most compelling or is maybe the best way to live your life? <laughs> what? Of the three. Okay, so Socrates. I got to pick one? I know. Uh, I mean, you don't have to choose well, one. I don't know. Let's discuss the merits of each. Okay, can we just, like, Socrates... I know he was all questioning everybody's beliefs, but did he have a set of like personal ethics that he wanted that he thought knowledge over everything, keep improving, self improvement, self reflection, okay. kind of the same as Buddha. Knowledge uber alles, uber alles in der Uh I mean that's good, but I don't I don't know if knowledge <laughs> will necessarily make you a better per like wisdom is a better word. Wisdom, yeah, yeah, I guess. Well, but you can be yeah. wise and cruel, right? 
you can. Yeah, of no, course. Socrates would say no. Why? So, That's interesting. Because so he he would think his basic driving principle was that if you if you have knowledge, right? If you have wisdom, if you under if you understand things, mm-hmm. you will make the right decision. Right? So he he likened it to like um if you if you're sick, right? Do yep. you go to a car mechanic or do you go to a doctor? Well, doctor. you go to the doctor because they know how to treat sick people. They have the knowledge. But my mechanic's hilarious. And, and the car mechanic hilarious. doesn't know. <laughs> so <laughs> your leg's fucked. But, but So they wouldn't believe in the concept of good and bad people then. Just not knowledgeable ignorance, and knowledgeable. Ignorance and knowledge. Yeah, he, is that was good and evil he, for him. Yeah, he, oh. he said any anyone, people only do the wrong thing because they're ignorant about what the right thing is. So to him. And if they knew what the right thing was. Well, that's demonstrably that false. What do you mean? (laughs) There's people that know you shouldn't steal. There's people that know not to murder, yet they murder. Well, he would just say that they're lacking that next level of wisdom as to why. And also, knowing not is different than society tells you not to. Yeah. Like, someone who's stealing might understand it's illegal and that it's wrong, but they might not understand, like, you know, the next level of understanding as to why that's actually morally wrong. Instead of just like I don't want to get in trouble. I refuse to believe that. I re- I know I know people. I mean, you think there's let's, inherent let's, you think there's inherent good and evil. That's very biblical. I don't think that. That's I'll not- put it this way: when I was a, when I was young, you I knew it was wrong to like bully my sister or whatever. No, right? you were told it was wrong. No, he knew in his heart that I it's knew wrong. it was wrong, but I didn't have the wisdom to see like. Why? Like when I got older, I didn't. I don't. I'm not bullying my sister anymore. Not because like it's because something else changed in me that wasn't me understanding I that can, bullying is bad. It was another another understanding that came into fruition that made me more empathetic and realize that it's. You know, I'm, I don't. You know, what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I do know what you're trying to say. I like, think you made I, a good point. I knew when I was young that it was bad, but I still did it, and I don't do it now because there was more a certain amount of wisdom about it was gained that I, I I'm really it's, having. It's, it's uh, just too easy now. Yeah. Also, I think, Sam, I think Sam's got you. <laughs> what do you mean? He's about to say something. Oh, Sam. Oh, sorry, my connection is bad. But um, but the uh, another way you can think about it is you can think Socrates. He would compare, uh like a human being, you would compare it to a city, right? And so you'd say, like, some cities, they're good cities. Everything is working in harmony. Just like that, some people are, are good because everything is working in harmony. So, like, so he have three parts to you that need to work together. So, like, harmony. Kamloops you is, like, reason. the morally bankrupt <laughs> part of yeah. British Columbia, and Kelowna kind of looks down their noses at them. But Kelowna's, like... <laughs> yeah. Cologne is just as evil. We just have a shinier finish on our city. Depends if you think coke sluts are evil. Uh, well, depends, depends <laughs> if I'm on coke at the time. <laughs> if you're sober, they're the worst. <laughs> Sam, what was the three things that you were about to say that so, need to be working in harmony? Well, okay, so so just like Buddha said, like you can you can reduce people to five elements. Socrates thought you could reduce people to. But you could reduce their mind to three elements, and that's their their reason, their appetite, and their spirit. And so, like, your spirit is the thing in you that craves, like, honor and, like, justice and things like that. Your appetite is the thing that craves food and pleasure. And then your reason is your wisdom, like, your, your rationality. And you're only going to be 
happy if your reason is sort of controlling the other two. And that unhappiness comes when your appetites get out of control. Can any of those be defective in his model? Or is it all just uh, one overpowering the other? That's a good question. Oh, um, like a like a drug addict, for example. Yes, or like a, schizophrenic. A yeah, or schizophrenia, something like mental that. Mental illness, any anything. That's a good question. I don't know if he ever addressed mental illness. I don't think he, that he did. It was I don't think it was defined at the time. <laughs> yeah, there's demons in your blood. Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, he, it's he funny. Like, if you want to be happy, you have to, you have to have the reason and control. You know, it's funny to me. And once you have reason and control, oh, you'll, be, you'll be good. <clears throat> The demons in the blood thing is that back then they used to put leeches on, yeah. right? And you're like, that's fucking crazy. And then we kind of found out recently that it works for some things. Yeah. So <laughs> like, someone so tried wild. it and they're like, okay, some, this is making them better. So there must be demons in their blood that's coming out instead of it's like, there's just like toxins or poison, right? I, I can't remember what blood uh, disease or illness that they need to, uh, they need to bleed you because there's too much of a higher concentration of something. And they still use leeches sometimes. That's crazy. <laughs> Isn't that fucking wild? Yeah, it is wild. It's like some medieval yeah. shit that they got apparently dead on for at least one thing. Yeah. I'm sure they used it for plenty of things. How where many it didn't medieval work. medical practices are still in use today? That's got to be the oh, first right? one. All the natural paths are still <laughs> fucking shoving crystals up their ass. <laughs> <laughs> but it doesn't work. Okay, but can oh, we go man. back to why just the. With, with what Sam said, mm -hmm. like when I was a kid bowling my sister, it was more my reason was had way less control but over my But you felt my, bad about it. I felt bad but I would still do it because my my uh my appetite for bullying or whatever that power I got from it outweighed my reason that it's bad. So do you I don't think the that's a, I got my reason got into more I Don't I think some people would say it's a tribal pack hierarchy maybe being established. <laughs> maybe. I don't know. For um, that theory Tying those, tying those two. You aren't bullying. You're just hang, the alpha. Hang, hang on. No, but, no, but Kyle's, Kyle's onto something. I'm not kidding, though. Kyle's onto something. Tying those two <clears throat> things together. There are, I mean, it's a fact. There are smarter and dumber people. They just exist. And yeah. there's people on every each end of the spectrum. Doesn't make them better or worse. Yeah. Athletic ability. You Just whatever spectrum you want to apply, There's people fall somewhere in it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Socrates obviously is an intellectual giant, right? And... Some people literally can't understand or explain or get there, uh, so to speak. I don't know. Yeah, to, like not everybody's going to be able to grasp. To reason. Like, yeah. You could make them read enough. Like yeah. you said, knowledge is the opposite of ignorance. Yeah. Re listen to the last episode of The Philosopher's Stone about Taoism, and you'll see an example of someone not being able to wrap their head around <laughs> concepts. <laughs> And there's nothing that can happen it's, to change it's, that. It's so <laughs> like, like in the extreme scenario, someone with Down syndrome can read all they want. They're never going to comprehend what they're yes. reading. Yes, yes. Sam, you're oh, the man. one with well, like, two PhDs. Stuff we've been talking about is super dumbed down. Like if you actually go and read the dialogues, it's very, very yeah. complicated. You said that like intricate. if I tried to read some of the textbooks you have, I literally wouldn't be able to decipher like the first two sentences probably. Is it because the the words and phrases aren't structured like that anymore so it doesn't make sense? Or is it because people at the time do still didn't understand it? No, it's more like um, it's more like they get so deep into really abstract concepts and arguments that it gets okay. hard to follow in your head. Okay, so this that applied I gotcha. That applied though means that 
it's impossible for certain people to ever you know reach enlightenment or understanding or knowledge or whatever you want to call it like it's unattainable for a certain segment of people yeah that's that's like a weird a weird thing that is common in a lot of these philosophies that we've looked at like stoicism um buddhism socrates jesus the to the only like a special person the mystical sage or whatever can actually that's, attain enlightenment or attain knowledge dude, and it's just out of reach for, for that's most, the pitch for that jesus has that's why there's more fucking christians than anybody else because you don't need anything yeah. to follow jesus we're taking mm -hmm. everyone yeah. no matter what the fuck you did yeah. no matter how bad you were turn hey say the three magic words come into my heart and my eyes <laughs> <laughs> and you get to go to heaven. That's a great point. Is that you? Like there is no uh, like bar to meet for entry. Like anyone can accept. Anyone can gain access to heaven, even though they don't understand. Anything. Literally, literally, yeah. Jesus is dying on the cross, nailed to the cross, in between two thieves. One thief says, "Hey, Jesus, you suck ass," <laughs> which is hilarious. And then the other thief. <laughs> That goes, guy's a hey, fucking troll. Don't say that shit to death. <laughs> yeah. And then the other thief goes, "Don't say that shit. He's the son of God." And then he goes, "Hey, buddy, you're coming to heaven with me today. Fuck this guy." <laughs> that guy. The other yeah, guy that, is but hilarious. That's the, that's the pitch. Like, and we're taking everyone around here. Yeah, that is a good point. Imagine dying on the cross, the and there's another guy dying, and you just <laughs> lean over. Hey, Pussy! hey, fuck you. <laughs> You're both dying the same way. <laughs> hey, you fuck, look at you. You suck, dude. <laughs> That's like a perfect metaphor for like what the point of these philosophies is, is that like basically your whole life, especially in the ancient world, right? You're like suffering all the time. In a sense, you're like on a cross, right? And so you need someone to tell you some, some philosophy to help you deal with the fact that you're suffering. And Buddha just says you're actually not suffering. And Socrates says, you don't understand what's going on here. And then Jesus says, yeah, you're suffering, but just listen to me. And I'll make it better. Away. And so it's the barrier yeah. for entry for Christianity is so much lower. That's why there's more of them. And that's why they're dumber than everybody else. <laughs> it's because you really don't have to do any introspection or you literally don't have to be a good Christian to go to heaven. All you have to do yeah. is follow the guy. So even though Jesus yeah. says all those nice things, you don't have to actually do them. No. Socrates and Buddha both say, no, you have to work on yourself. Mm, yeah. <clears throat> Is it harder to Great find dude. enlightenment if everything's easier? Like, are we fucked? What do you mean? Like, according to those philosophers, apparently it's all about suffering and yeah. going through through yeah. the suffering and then ending the suffering to be able to find enlightenment. So the fact that we were so good <clears throat> in our past lives, which made our current <laughs> lives so good, we were the fucking has shit. banned us from being enlightened, which is dooming us to being bad, having bad karma, right? which means that cycle will never be broken. That's I fucked up. I mean, that, Socrates had the best. Like, nobody knows what happens when you die. Both Jesus and Buddha are assholes for saying that. They I think know. George Carlin had the best. What do you say? Do you remember what happened before like, you were was born? Was it Dan Carlin? Was it Dan Carlin or oh, that George? guy sucks, dude? <laughs> Whoa. That's a common phrase. It's like I think that was Alan Watts that said that first, where he's like, "You didn't care before you before were born. you were born. You're not going to care after you die." And so. George Carlin never if said you, that. If we go all the way back, it was Epicurus actually. <laughs> the Sam, God damn it! This nine years of school, eighteen kilometer awesome. running, grapefruit eating asshole. <laughs> 
That's hilarious. Do you reach any st- states of nirvana during your freaking runs? I hear there's a running high that can make you feel like you're on some some sort of. It's hard to do cocaine while you're running. It keeps blowing off the teeth. <laughs> 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 That's why you put it in a gel cap and just shove it up your nose and let it just nose. dissolve. That's hard to breathe through your nose. I suggest the ass. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> if there's one thing we want you guys to take away from this episode is if you're going to go running on cocaine, oh. put a capsule up your asshole. I thought it was take this podcast and shove it up your ass. <laughs> <laughs> and shove it up your candy ass. Uh, the runner's eye is pretty awesome. I'll say that. Philosophy is interesting. Are you... Are you Maybe not you specifically, or maybe you, or maybe the whole thing. Is is enlightenment the goal, or is it understanding those people, or something else entirely? Ooh, um, I don't think enlightenment should be the goal, um, at least not of studying philosophy, because I don't think studying philosophy it will ever lead to enlightenment, because it's just this endless argument where nobody's really right. Sam always says but, you don't go to philosophy for answers. That's... That's like the whole no. thing. Yeah. You don't find answers. Did you start it. looking for answers? Like when you um, first started? Hmm. I think I, I liked it. Be, well, like what got me into it? Well, there are some answers in philosophy, right? Like logic has right and wrong answers. And that's what initially like attracted it to me at first was because I had become an atheist and I didn't really have any like any anything going, like any real None answers. And then I took this class and they had this little bit about logic and this this argument form called modus ponens and it says if p then q q therefore p and it's that argument structure and i saw that and i was like holy shit like that's true like doesn't matter what you do that's always going to be true and so i was like okay philosophy's got some got some stuff going on i should study this and now, um, that's just really interesting it's funny, very interesting. What at what time did you have a lot of faith at one point and and you lost it, or did you just start thinking about oh yeah your relationship with life and was like oh fuck it, there's nothing there. Okay, there I definitely did have a lot of faith at one point. I, I think I got baptized when I was like thirteen. I was very, very concerned. Me and you, bro, brother. I got baptized in the hot tub <laughs> at church. I got baptized at Bear Creek. I oh, literally man. didn't know what baptism was, and I was playing hockey on the East Coast, and my the billets were like, "You've been baptized, right?" And I was like. Actually, I have no idea <laughs> that I called my parents and I was like, was I baptized? And they're the like, the whole team dipped their balls in your mouth and like, you've been baptized. <laughs> uh, Sam, continue about your story. Uh, yeah. So then around 12 or so, I was like getting very horny, yeah. jerking off a lot. I told you, man. Feeling, that's very, the, feeling very guilty about the it. The number and one thing. Real- that will turn a young man away from religion is that fuck. If God wanted to give us a fighting chance, <laughs> why did he do this to us? It's like that's exactly what I thought. You, yeah. you literally can't not do it though. I know. If you don't do it when you're awake. If you can actually achieve that, you're gonna do it when you're asleep. It's an unavoidable <laughs> sin that happens all the time, and the guilt and shame surrounding. Do you know what it. Jesus said about that? If a woman causes you to sin, gouge out your eyes. If your Ooh. hand causes you to sin, yeah. cut off your hand. That is not a yeah. practical solution, Jesus. Yeah. I don't know any blind pastors. <laughs> yeah, it is. Cut, or, yeah. cut off your dick. Okay, I, yeah. I, I don't know <laughs> any dickless, blind, handless pastors. I don't know a single one. <laughs> cut, gouge out your eyes, cut off your hands. I'd be jerking off my feet within weeks, man. It's <laughs> like, like, there's no way to avoid it, dude. <laughs> That's like, yeah. that is, when a man goes, when a young boy hits puberty and goes through that, 
There, that is the point when Dude, and, most of them are going to lose their faith. And the Bible specifically blames the women for it. Which is fucked mm. up. Well, it is their fault for being so hot, dude. Yeah. What are you supposed to do? <laughs> not, not think about them? <laughs> Those witches? Yeah. So you got baptized. Yeah, like that's that's it. And then, well, and then I like started thinking more like rationally about it, like. Yeah, like along those that lines. That post-nut like, clarity was like, uh, I'm thinking about this wrong. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my my oh, thought was like, this is life is like a video uh, game. And whoever designed God this, isn't real. Designed <laughs> the rules so that you just can't possibly win without going to hell. So, yeah, no this shit. This is just not fair. This is just stupid. It is. It is. The odds are the 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 cards are so stacked against you that it's like the the only thing that would do something to you is inherently evil. That's what I think. That's but the pitch is. You're all sinners, and no matter what, you can come back anytime. That's the pitch. Yeah. Yeah, that's supposed to be the idea. Yeah, that's but why Jesus do. is like, don't worry about the masturbating. Don't worry about don't it. Don't do it. You don't do it, but don't do it. If you do it, that's fine, but yeah. don't do it. But if you do it, yeah, you'll still yeah. come. Yeah. You'll still get. <laughs> we'll take you. We'll hey, take hey, you. hey. We'll take yeah, you. yeah, you bust a couple nuts, whatever. Get in here. Um, but, yeah, it, uh, I, and then I started reading like novels and things like that, like literature, and I realized that oh hey, atheists can write pretty well too. So. <laughs> Sam, because... you don't know how much that me and you are the exact same. That's the difference between me and you guys. <laughs> I did not start reading any literature. Dude, I, just, like, I like I only <laughs> read <laughs> Lord of the Rings and fantasy books. <laughs> I literally saw a George Carlin comedy special, <laughs> and I was like, this guy makes a lot of good points. <laughs> Dude, but Sam, me, I was only I only read like bullshit and Bible stories. And I, I got I read I got a Kobo and it came with a hundred books and I said Crime and Punishment's a good book. I've I mean I've heard the title before. I'm gonna read that. And that book alone basically shook my faith to the core. Whatever I had left at that point was demolished by the end of mm. it. I don't I what can you just give me like a little run like summary of what that book is about? Is it a story or is it a, like a, a collection of ideas? It's a story. Okay. It's a story about a guy, he's kind of in the rundown slums of Russia. It's been very long since I read this. And he's got a sick sister and blah 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 and all he wants to do is kind of like I've the scene the the phrase that I'm probably going to get wrong was he wants to be the hero of the story. He wants to be Napoleon. Mm, yeah. So he's and he's and he's a loser. He's yeah. a destitute loser, alcoholic, shivering at night. Yeah. So he's going to rob the store next to him and he robs the store and the lady comes up like catches him so he kills her. And then the the second half of the book is him he thinking he's going to get caught and recognizing what he did was wrong and kind of like the anguish, the moral dilemmas, and he kind of curses God. And at the end of the book, he turns him, he gets away with it, then turns himself in and he's in a gulag like 20 years later, like this is what I deserve and it's good for me. And that that was like a good book. But then if you read more Dostoevsky, he, he just hates God. He goes about to all the injustices <laughs> that happen to children and stuff like that. Yeah. Like he wants to believe in God, but he can't. Right. Mm. Well, I think that that is true for a lot of people, because if I could believe like Christianity is such a nice, comforting belief to have, like when you're really in it, it is so comforting. Like it's such a nice thing until you start realizing, like once you realize it's all wishful. It, thinking. Yeah, but it is such a comforting. It helps a lot of people to be in. Yeah. See, but once you're out, you're. I can't imagine ever. But it comes with a lot of baggage. That, yeah. Because it comes with a Bible, yeah. and the Bible's batshit insane. Yeah. It's not a very complete <laughs> set of ideas to like. It's pretty actually... good if you don't read it. 
Yeah. <laughs> if you don't read it and you just listen to sermons, it's Still, great. Yeah. Because yeah. you get I remember Zach used it to hide all of his drugs. He just like cut out the middle and just put all of his drugs in. <laughs> that's a classic. Yeah. That's Who? Zach Cook. Yeah, know him? Oh, very interesting guy. We and Sam used to live with him. One of the right, more right. one of the more interesting people I've met in my life. Well, I've... he'd be the closest to an enlightened person I think that I know. I always like call him I'm... an urban monk. Like, yeah, he does yeah. not. Fu- like his desires in life are completely different than ninety percent of the people I know. Man, this guy sounds incredibly interesting. Please explain him to me. Oh man, I don't know. How do you? Well, Sam said he's might comes the closest to an enlightened person he knows. Sam's been studying philosophy for eight years. Yeah. Well, maybe Sam, you should you know Zach as well as I. Sounds do. like he does a lot of drugs. He doesn't quite not, 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 really, anymore, not anymore really, but he uh, not anymore. As in, you have to to get there. Maybe <laughs> he actually he actually was turned off by drugs for a while. He did a lot at one point in his life and then stopped. Uh, he would hate us talking about him, though. That's the thing. He, <laughs> well, we he, can bleep out his yeah, name. Uh, he, I don't know how you, you have to just meet the guy. He's very peculiar. Peculiar, like you'll know that right I, away. I've met him. You have, right? Yeah, he used to come times. hang out at Dakotas mm-hmm. quite a bit. He'd come to comedy shows. <clears throat> I probably know him. I just I'm so bad with. He's names. a quiet guy. Like until you start like talking to him, like he probably. You've probably seen him, but you probably haven't Sam, talked to him. I'd like to probe you a little bit more. Why'd you say he's the most enlightened <laughs> guy you know? And I want to probe um, you anally also. Yeah, I was going to say, be careful. <laughs> uh, well, he, uh, good question. I would say he's very, um, very generous, right? So he had like these weed plants and he gave, he just gave like me and Strauss like almost like a year's worth of weed. Each, that's what it like, takes. Giving free. away weed makes you enlightened. I know a lot of people like well, that. Well, that's. That's part of it. Um, I'm just kidding. Like, I just will say it. Sam touches on a good point. He is one of he is one of the truly most selfless people I've ever met. So like, that's, yeah, that, that's that's the enlightened sense. Very selfless. He's he Very will selfless. put everyone else ahead of himself to, to a degree that I've never encountered before, and it's genuine. He doesn't want any recognition, which is why he would hate yeah. to that, hear that's this. That's right noble. Now. He would hate that and we're even talking about him because he he's very much a servant of people like he wants to serve people this is just a beauty he's an absolute beauty also his ideas in his mind are so wacky like it's the the way he thinks is so different than most people i've met like a ricky gervais's buddy right now yeah he made us a he he made us so he got you know those statues of mary holding jesus yeah so we had this cat when we lived with him and he made he got one of those statues he was like he always is working on like little art pieces in his room, and he comes out mm. and it's it, it at first glance it looks exact. It's actually at Crone's mantle on Crone's mantle. At first <laughs> glance, it looks like the statue of Mary holding Jesus, but when you look at Jesus, he had made Jesus our cat. So <laughs> what the fuck, <laughs> Mary holding our cat? <laughs> and people will look at it like that's just a like at first glance. You're like oh, classic statue of Mary holding Jesus. Then you look at it again. You're like it's, it's a fucking cat. That's <laughs> awesome. Yeah. That's that's awesome. He has a, t- yeah, like he, I don't know. I don't even know how to, you just have to meet him and you have to get to know him over time to really appreciate what he is. So I got another question for, for Sam. I, it's hard to, I don't know anything about philosophy, so I don't know if there's, if there's different, I don't know if you can answer for all philosophy is what I'm saying. I don't know if that's a stupid thing to ask, but is there, is there a, is there a truths over facts, you know, like fundamental truths? Cause you know, sometimes people explain things. That can't be explained through 
through a series of facts, but they can be explained through uh, wisdom and stories, maybe. And they call them fundamental truths. Is yep. there that relationship between facts and truth? Is that a different concept? Sam? Did I break him? <laughs> he just, he's hanging from the rafters, and that's the, that's his mic just swinging back and forth. Do you lose connection? You know the last part of uh, Brave New World, where and it's just his shoes turning north, west. I don't south. remember that scene, but it's him hanging? Yeah. Oh. Sam! Sam's reached Nirvana on the other side of the mics. He ran out of grapefruits. <laughs> he doesn't even say anything. I gotta get another one. He's just like, oh, time for another run. Um, Well, if Sam is gone, that seems like an appropriate place to end the podcast. Yeah. I was going to ask before. Maybe we'll keep talking for a bit. <laughs> it's kind of weird, though, right? Yeah. I thought I heard his mic for a second. So did I. I think that's his feet hanging. Uh, oh, yeah. So <clears throat> We just sure. lost connection. Call him back. He's back. I'm back. Put on the mobile hotspot. Um, <clears throat> uh, rephrase. Can you re-ask the question? I don't know if did you hear Kyle's question. No, I totally dropped the connection there. Okay, so in philosophy, I don't know if you can even answer this because I don't know if all philosophy is under the same umbrella of ideologies or thinking or whatever. But is a uh, is there a relationship between truth and facts, like a differentiating relationship? Whoa. Meaning, can you find? <laughs> <laughs> you just hit him with something hard. <laughs> uh, um, oh my god! Um, if you, it's a kind yeah, of directly retires all religion. Is He's like, I don't know how to tell you this, Kyle, but you are not smart enough for me to answer this. <laughs> totally. I need to read I'm about. I'm not smart enough. A library. Totally fair. Um, you can think of facts as well. Vit, you know, there's a philosopher named uh, Ludwig Wittgenstein. And he said that all that exists is the totality of facts. So, facts. Mm -hmm. Philosophers hide behind a lot of non-statements. Sorry, was that? Sorry. Sorry. I said philosophers hide behind a lot of statements, and you said the way things are is what's facts? Yeah, maybe. Um, It's very tricky, yeah. I guess you could think of facts. A fact might not be something that you could say. Because you might not know it, or you might not be able to put it into words, but there would there would be it is the case that X is such and such. Well, there's math, right? There's math, yeah. Um, That's a complicated. So you could say it's a fact that one plus one is two. You could say it's true that one plus one is two. Um, I heard a guy try to explain how no one like on over like three hours about. I guess he had a book about how explaining how two plus two equals four. And he was just him was like he was just explaining that everyone thinks it does, but if you fundamentally break things down to like the infinite level, and he was had like a book on it, and I didn't understand what the fuck he was talking about. He was explaining how it wasn't true, how, how it was true, how but was why true. it was true, and why it was true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's very complicated. Mm-hmm. I mean, is that like, the problem? You can just ask why until there's just like well, no you, answer. I like you the can. construction worker <clears throat> answer. It is what it is. That's what I said last yeah. episode. <laughs> that is the best way to summarize. Dude, a bunch of guys standing around a giant fuck up. <laughs> it is what it is. Yeah, let's get going on the next one. If you if you want to understand like how absolutely insane the philosophy of truth is, you can go to the Stanford Encyclopedia of Philosophy and go to their entry on truth. Mm-hmm. And just look at the table of contents, and you'll just you won't even keep reading because it's just so. I've heard a little bit right. of it, and I was hoping you had some insight, but 
not really. Not really. Um, <laughs> one, unless anything, everyone has more to add. I was going to go around the room and ask, <clears throat> uh, out of from today's discussion, which philosopher, which sage, would you, if you had to pick one, I'm going to pick three, our fighter. There is yeah, UFC pick, tonight. Pick yeah, it. I'm going to da, 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 da. Oh man, speaking of UFC, uh, uh, are they all in the same weight class? Because I think Buddha's probably heavyweight. First, first, you, <laughs> first, you have to pick your fighter out of uh, Miocic and Nagano. Uh-huh. And, uh, funny thing happened at work yesterday. We were talking about the fight. Yeah. And, Somebody goes, I can't believe that guy's a firefighter. Like, why would you still be a firefighter with your UFC? I'm like, dude, he literally beat every human on the planet. Now he wants to fight fire. <laughs> I'm taking <laughs> on the elements next. <laughs> um, so, no. Okay. So of the three sages, which one would you follow and why Jordan? Uh, probably the Buddha because Socrates really does sound like an annoying guy to be around. <clears throat> like he... Come I on, feel dude. like I feel like he's gonna just. <laughs> Kyle takes the principle. <laughs> I feel like he is. He's got all questions and no answers. And Buddha is more of like a <clears throat> a, a, a mentality you adopt rather than a uh, mm. a ladder you're trying to climb. I don't know. That's the only way I can think of it. What about you, Sam? Ooh, yeah. Um, I would probably. Uh, I would also probably opt for Buddha. Just because um, it is a lot more uh, useful in your life, I think. And I think Socrates, some of his stuff can be a little hard to swallow. Like, uh, he's very um, he's very elitist in that if you're not a philosopher, you don't really deserve to make any decisions. Um, this guy sounds more and more like you, Kyle. <laughs> i'll take it so kyle who would you choose uh jesus for sure because i think a father should spend time with his son <laughs> <laughs> nothing about the philosophy no now just the easiest one i mean i was gonna choose. jesus is the easiest one it takes the <clears throat> least amount of thinking to be thus there's 1.6 billion christians yeah. I feel like Buddhism is a little bit more of a participatory with your mind. I'll take Socrates. Okay. Because Socrates, uh, I think that, you know, truth, like we said before, truth uberalis, I don't know. I think that he's, I do like the Buddha a lot. And like Sam said, the most useful, probably. But I do like that Socrates would not allow, like, like you said, elitist. I kind of like that. I kind of like that he's like, you don't get it, and you probably can't. You know, yeah. because Buddha's like everyone can achieve it. And by the way, no, they can't. But Socrates said it like it is. Yeah, I feel like you know, no, no, if he's you're... very much like, hey, some of you are not capable of this level of thought, and your job in society is not going to involve making any decisions. Which is objectively true to me. Yeah. It's probably a good way to go about it, too. Like, hey, you guys just... Yeah, but who gets to decide that? Exactly. That's where I get to the enlightenment of blowing my brains out. I feel like if if the goal in life is to have a positive experience, or if you want to have a more positive outlook, Buddhism is the way to go. I'd, I'd, I'd agree with that. Yeah. Satanism seems pretty fun. I mean, Satanism is dumber than Christianity because it means that you believe in Christianity and you choose the losing side. Well, that's not what they would <laughs> Satanism's say. Satanism's right? a, a parody I know, yeah, of no, a yeah, religion. Yeah. Okay, obviously, obviously that. I thought you meant they like. They don't believe actually, in Satan. There's a few people that really do. Yeah, but I think Satanism 
Maybe, maybe it, it's different it, if you say Satan worshiper or it, something well, else. Yeah. But Mr. as far as I know, is Mr. Crowley and the other guy <clears throat> really believed in their nonsense. Like Alistair I heard Crowley they didn't, and, uh, but I don't know. I don't really know anything about it. Yeah, I thought Satanism was just a uh, a foil. I, I thought they were turning yeah. re- Christianity on itself by saying we're going to play by your rules, but we're going to pick and choose our version. It was yeah. a spoof yeah. that like they kind of drank their own Kool Aid. I I heard that God, that always happens, eh? Yeah. Well, I heard that there was sex of it that like you know they yeah, got a little there power, was lots of a little sex. notoriety. No, that's not what I meant. <laughs> <laughs> Once you get a little power and notoriety, then it doesn't matter what you believe. The human you comes out, and you just take advantage of that. It's just how it goes with a lot of people. Well, you guys, I think we had a pretty good discussion today. Is there anything that uh, anybody would like to add or that we missed? Uh, check out the Philosopher's Stone podcast. All platforms, right? Uh, I don't know, Sam. What are we at right now? What are we on? We're on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Right, right now. on. So all podcast apps then also, if you're on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Check it out. Yeah. And if our listeners, I don't know how many we have, but you good group of goofs, you should listen to the, the, the Bible beaters. Yeah, and guess what? If you get if you get into liking our podcast, which you will because it's dope, you have to pay for it now. <laughs> Not, so take that. Just the Patreon though, right? Yeah, yeah. You get the first whole book of Genesis for free and you get... Everything that we haven't put behind a wall, which we're lazy at doing. The last ten episodes, but really it's twelve right now because I haven't done the last. Exactly. Yeah, so you get a little extra. And I mean, obviously, you can join the Patreon, download every episode, and then leave. Literally, just do that. (laughs) And you get one bonus episode a week. (laughs) Hey, we're doing God's work here. We're reading the Bible because nobody else will. I'm on the first Patreon episode, so it's worth it. (laughs) Yes, that's a really good one. Great episode. That is a good episode. uh, Good one, Sam. Listen to it. Come on. I will. I will. Amen. Amen. Amen, my brothers. Amen. Amen. And all God's people said. <laughs> Hare Krishna. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Sam. Thanks, Jordan. See ya.